Oh my goodness. Hey queen, you're listening to the official Hype Girl podcast with me as your host, Aaliyah Jade. I'm a girl obsessed with hyping people up. And let's be honest, life can be tough, but girlfriends are tougher. And when you forget just how amazing you are, I'll be right here to remind you. Not only will I give you energy, I'm going to keep it real while we fight those intermediate girls with tips, tricks, and tools to get out of your own way. Let's navigate this crazy world together, go after the lives we want, and find all of the rainbows through life's thunderstorms. If you're ready for some real talk and a whole lot of hype, then let's freaking go! What's up, my beautiful and good people? How are y'all living today? I am so excited for this episode of the official Hype Girl podcast because I am joined by none other than Miss Laura Maloney. She is the creator and producer of the podcast show, The Self Set, and she has an incredible psychology background. I'll let her introduce herself to tell you a little bit more about her, and then we'll jump right into today's episode. Thank you. Yes, I'm Laura. I am, as you mentioned, the creator of The Self Set. I am someone who struggled with self-esteem issues, self-doubt and insecurities for a long time and through therapy and through yeah, psychology, like I've learned strategies that have really helped me really overcome a lot of those insecurities. And I just love sharing those types of strategies with other people because it's something that, you know, we're all kind of working through, even when we do feel, you know, we're confident. They all, you know, we always have days that we have still have some, you know, things in our brain we got to work through every now and then. I love that. And this is coming out just a week before Valentine's. And I really want to talk about the subject around self-love and self-compassion. And I thought that you would be like the perfect person to do that. Because like you mentioned, you can be like the most confident person, but we all still kind of struggle with that in regards to how we feel about ourselves or how we project ourselves and like worrying about what other people think, or we think that we're a failure and all these things. And so I love the fact that you touch on some of these topics on your podcast. So just to introduce us a little bit more, get us a little bit more acquainted, I want to do this like rapid fire, like icebreaker questions, and they're kind of corny, um, but they're like, they're super fun too. So it's just, just go with the flow. Um, so the first one is, would you ever skydive? Ooh, I, I do. I would. Like, I think I'd be scared, like, like crap, like, but but from what I've, from people I know who've done it, it's like, yeah, you need to in your life. I know it's so scary. <laughs> I'm yeah. challenging myself to to do the scary things. I don't know if anyone asked me to skydive this year. I feel like I have to say yes, but I'm hoping nobody asks me. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in ghosts? I'm open to the idea. I don't think I have a complete like belief. Yes or no. There are times where it seems you know, possible. And then there's other times where it's like, okay, someone might've just knocked that over or, you know, the electric, you know, the radio just turned on, maybe just, you know, so there's times where it's believable and times where it's not. So we'll see. Yeah. I feel like I believe more so like, I don't know, like spirits in a way, more yeah. than like a, a, like a physical, not physical, but like a, a ghost, like body shape or whatever, you know, <laughs> just like more of like auras and things. I don't know. Aura is such a weird word, but that's how I feel. <laughs> Do you speak more than one language? Not really. No, I wish I did. I wish I knew more Spanish. Same. I did like up to like uh, Spanish three in high school and then like, I don't know anything now, <laughs> but I would say I would love to learn German and I think it'd be, I really do want to learn American sign language. That's one that I'm like, I really want to get into. Yeah. My friend, uh, 
got her degree in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And it's just such a useful way, yeah, way to communicate. And it is. It's and so I, interesting. I feel like it's more so on us that are hearing to like do our part to be able to communicate with everyone because it's not like always up to the, to the deaf people or hearing impaired to like read lips or something, you know? So yeah. I think that that's something that I really want to learn. And it's actually on my, um, I don't know, wouldn't say like a bucket list, but it's on my like, it's one of my goals. Like I, I'm going to make progress toward it. So I'm excited. All right. Last question. And this one's really silly. And if the answer is yes, I need you to give us a sample, but can you freestyle rap? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> not really. No, I wish I could. I was like, I was like, wait, should I try? Um, <laughs> no, I love like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Him, like that he's been on like Jimmy Fallon and stuff and done that sort of thing. Yeah. That could just do it top of his head, like given just three random words. Yeah. But, that's yeah, so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I wish I could do it. I, I, it like brings me back to certain times whenever I'm like bored or standing in line with a friend. Sometimes we just like fake make a beat and just like do these dumb rhymes. Like it makes no sense. I love that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. I, something else that I ask every single person that comes on my show at the beginning is I want to, to have you talk about a thunderstorm and a rainbow currently going on in your life or that you've like recently experienced and this like portion of the podcast is really to help those um listening to see that if someone is like super successful or even just anyone that you like encounter they all go through something um kind of like what we mentioned at the beginning but talking about a thunderstorm that uh, something that's kind of seemingly going bad in your life or seems like no end um but also having like a brighter like story at the at the ending like we always win in the end and so having that rainbow moment or being able to to see that you know things happen for you not to you and so I'd love for you to talk about something that's either currently going on or something that you just recently went through yeah um what comes to mind definitely is uh I think that definitely touches on both is right now you know I'm in a new position at work and I'm taking on bigger projects and it's so exciting and I'm like you know I love it but you know, be, being in a new position and doing these new things, it's so uncomfortable. And you know, as we've talked about, like I've definitely worked through a lot of my insecurities and stuff, but they're not always gone. You know, so be especially in new situations, especially with things that are outside your comfort zone. You know, the imposter syndrome comes in of like, wait, can I manage a project this big? And so I think that's what's been going on, where it's like I'm managing this big project, super excited about it, but it's you know very back in my head that I get the, some of the doubt coming in, but I guess what the rainbow is, is that I'm, it's not nearly as front of my head or overwhelming as it used to be. Like, for instance, for instance, yesterday I had to lead a meeting about this project and yeah, afterwards I felt pretty good about the meeting. I think I did pretty well. I know that I, you know, I could think in my head of like certain little things that I could have done a little differently, said a little differently, but I feel like and yeah, but it's a sort of situation where if this had happened one year ago or a couple of years ago, I know I'd be fixating, just obsessing. And now I'm in a spot where it's like, I'll notice it and I can let it go. Like, okay, no, I'm actually gonna focus on all the good things I did in this meeting. And just that whole change and like the way I cope with these. Isn't it crazy? Out. Like how much you can grow in just one year. 
It's yeah. wild. I mean, like these last two years alone with the pandemic have been crazy. But to see the amount of growth that you've like gone through, hopefully everyone listening has gone through some type of growth um, or maybe like you're on the trajectory to that. But just to see how different of a person you are from where you were a year, two years ago is incredible. Exactly. And I don't think we notice so very often. I think, you know, that day to day, it's just, you know, because especially when, you know, the insecurities do still come up, it's like, oh, that means I haven't grown at all. And it's like, no, you have like, it's the way you cope with it or the way it's how much of an impact it has on you. If you are able to step up away from it, then you have grown and you are handling things differently and you're, but you know, yeah, you're growing as a person. I definitely want to touch on that in terms of just like you saying like, Oh, I've, I've worked through some insecurities, but then they also come back up. And like, that is something that I don't feel like people talk about enough. And that's something that I've struggled with too. Um, and it's like with insecurities, it's with like depression. So like I used to be someone who would go through long periods of depression. Like I used to be depressed all the time. Um, and now it's like, I am much happier. I'm healthier. Like I'm living life. But then it's like, when I have those moments I'm like oh my gosh I'm back at the same place like it's hard to see the growth but in that moment knowing like well I'm going through this again or like this insecurity keeps popping up I thought I dealt with this so I I feel I want to hear like from your perspective what that's been like for you and saying like okay I've gone through this once before I've worked on it but it's still popping up how do you deal with that Absolutely. It's the sort of thing where I think that definitely ties into that main theme of self-compassion. I love to talk about on my podcast, but That's it's the sort of thing yeah, that we all experience uh, because it's sort of, like, I think a lot of us have this idea in our minds of, oh, once I'm better or improve, um, then I won't have these insecurities. I won't have the self-doubt. We get those type, like for me, I grew up as like a shy kid or like the quiet girl. And it's sort of thing where I thought, okay, someday I'm going to be outgoing and confident and I'm never going to have this like, I'm not never going to be uncomfortable at parties. I'm never going to be like, you know, overthink what I want to say. And I think being compassionate towards yourself is really switching that narrative in your mind of like, and having understanding for yourself or acceptance that a confident person still has those insecurities, you know, or like, like you said, someone who anyone is going to have like, you know, could have depressive episodes and it doesn't necessarily mean anything, any, doesn't mean you're failing in your progress. It's definitely just this, um, just this compassion for where you are right now. And that, yeah, being able to focus more on the good that you're doing and that acceptance of like, yeah, this is going to come up because I'm human. That's natural. And this, I don't need to make this mean anything other than what it is. I love there's something that you said on one of your podcast episodes that I was just like, whoa, I love this saying like you can be both a work in progress and a masterpiece. And I feel like that is touching on the point of like you may go through these things more than once. Like you may think that you've overcome them, but they come back up and it's just like you have to continue working on it. So you're a work in progress, but that doesn't mean like there's something wrong with you. Exactly. And the just idea that like progress isn't linear. You know, I think we in our minds get that idea of like, oh, I'll be here and then I'll be here, you know, but really, yeah, that we have ups and downs naturally, but the downs don't necessarily mean failure. They can mean, yeah, it's just a work in progress, just a little change on the, on the canvas. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. So I want to talk about, and we're already kind of hitting on it, self-love and compassion and how we need to have that in order to just like go after whatever we want in life. But first and, first and foremost, so we have to have like that in general, like you have to have some type of self-love for yourself to be able to be 
I guess, confident enough to go after the things that you want. Um, so I know a lot of people use those like interchangeably, self-love, self-care, self-compassion. What is your kind of definition of self-love and then self-compassion if they're two different? Yeah, self-love and self-compassion, you're totally right, do get used interchangeably often. And I think, yeah, I think when in my, like when I was really struggling with those things, like I think I kind of use them interchangeably too. But as I've gotten older, to me, I think self-compassion is about, as we just kind of touched on, meeting yourself where you are, being compassionate towards how you feel. I think it's the idea and who you are as a person right now. It's finding those things of like, yeah, it's okay that there are things about myself that I don't love, but I am a work in progress that like I am growing as a person I'm changing and growing. So I respect that. And then that self-love, I think is more about the focusing on like all the good that I am doing. Like, I do love that who I am. I love the person I'm becoming, you know, I love all these strengths. I love my, um, you know, the, the things you really like do start to really appreciate about yourself more than just the acceptance of yourself, but really that, you know, that extra step. But I think it all definitely just is rooted in that self-compassion. I think you need that basis of like, that there are days where you might not like, you know, yourself, you might be upset with who you are, what's going on. And it's sort of thing where you can meet, even in those really low times, you can meet yourself and be like, I'm human. This is okay. I'm okay. Just as you would talk to like a friend, you know, comforting a friend who would feel that way. Like it's, you know, you'd show compassion towards them. You know, it's about learning those ways to be compassionate towards yourself as you learn to love yourself. Yeah. I, something that was coming through my mind as you were talking is that self-compassion is probably more so on the things that you can control, like giving yourself grace in order like to work on those things that you know that you may want to change in your life. Um, but then self-love is kind of accepting the things that you can't control um, in a way of like, I love my, well, you can change your body, but like I love my skin or I love my I don't know, just like, well, I mean, it, self-love would be also things that you can control as well, but like also accepting the fact of the things that you can't control that are going on in your life um, or about you. Um, and so, I don't know, that kind of just came to my mind as you were talking. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like that perspective. Yeah, I think it def- definitely does kind of hit on both those aspects, Yeah, the physical and that more mental or emotional side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are some tangible ways or like tangible acts that you can, that we can do to show ourselves love every day. And then also to show ourselves compassion every day. I think you actually recently did um, a podcast about like one way to show yourself some compassion or like to be kinder to yourself, but what are some things that we can do to show ourselves that love and that compassion? Yeah. yeah. So, so I think, I think for, for first for, for you, know, you know to show, show yourself, yourself more love, love each day, day I really, really definitely believe in focusing, focusing on your strengths and finding, and finding reasons, reasons to really just, just yeah, to, yeah, to, to reflect, reflect on the things that you love about yourself. yourself. I mean, that, that sounds cheesy as that came out of my mouth. I'm like, the way to love yourself is to love yourself. But no, like I think it's so much of like the one that I shared recently on the podcast about being kind to yourself is definitely about finding reasons each day to be proud of yourself. And I think that can also in turn help with, you know, you like learning to love yourself more and more each day. It's the sort of thing where I think the idea that like, as we, as we touched on that, I think we tend to fixate on the, the wrong things, you know, the things that the, the signs that we're doing bad or the signs that we're screwing up or the signs that we, yeah, aren't making the progress we want to make. But, you know, if we actively tell ourselves, I'm going to look for one thing to be proud of myself today, then it's like, we're changing that script in our heads. We're being compassionate towards like, 
actually, you know, because it's both on the compassionate end of, okay, no, I'm not just screwing up. There's this other sign that I'm actually doing pretty well. And then from there, it's that culmination of all the, all this evidence, all this, all these moments that you're proud of yourself, all, you know, if you, if you journal, like in your notebook, like all becoming evidence that you are growing. And I think that is, and all these reasons to love yourself more and more each day. And we, um, in another podcast episode on the self-set podcast, I talked about confirmation bias, the idea that our brain is wired to look for evidence to support our beliefs. And it's the sort of thing where it's like, if we are wanting to love ourselves, um, and we want to believe like that we are, you know, this person we want to be, we need evidence of it. So finding a, a practice like this, where you are actively seeking out, you know, finding reasons to be proud of yourself is just further becoming evidence for the person you want to be and further like wiring your brain to, you know, that's to so love yourself. cool. That's so cool. No, I love the brain. And I, I recently read a book, um, last year, uh, called get out of your head and by Jenny Allen. And she was talking about how, like a little bit about how like the brain is wired and like neurons and like the way that we think. And, um, I don't know, the brain has really fascinated me recently and it's like a cool little organ that we've got going on over here. Um, our entire being, um, but the way that it works in terms of like what you focus on and Mel Robbins talks about the brain a lot too and your RAS and like being able to filter out the negative um, or just like the like harping on the things that you don't necessarily like about yourself like whatever you're paying attention to like you're saying the self-confirmation bias that is you're going to look for evidence to further support that and so being able to guard your thoughts and like the way that you view yourself or being able to have like a journal and writing like seeking out those positive positive things. I think that is amazing. Like something else I want to do this year is like a book of wins or like, um, what do they call it? Proof of, I don't know, like a proof book in a way of like, whenever you're feeling down, you can go back and look at it because every single day you're going to write down something that you feel accomplished of or proud of from that day. It could just be like, um, I think you say this all the time too, just being able to get up in the morning. Like that is a, that is an accomplishment that a lot of people don't do. Or they don't recognize that they're doing it and it's significant because it is hard. Some of the days that you are having like your hardest moments, recognize, being able to find something that you are proud of or finding a way that you, finding ways uh, ways to recognize to like celebrate yourself. Um, that's how you can kind of show that self-love and self-compassion. And so I think that that is amazing. Like being able to look for that proof. I want to say, why do you think it's so hard for people to learn to love themselves or to show themselves that compassion? Like, where did this negativity really start coming in? I, ooh, that's kind of a complicated answer. I know. It's definitely different for everyone, of course, because, you know, there's those aspects of the way that we are raised, you know, the media we're around. But I think what you really touched on is that um, that we tend to look, look for the negative as we said, like, I think we're kind of wired to focus on like, I think it's natural because I think it's natural. I think it's natural because we are people who care, you know, we care about others. Yeah. We care, we care about, yeah. Fitting in with groups. I think from a like evolutionary standpoint, we care about, you know, being able to fit in and being accepted by a group. And I think that's what a lot of things go back down to like naturally, I think whether it is in your friendships, whether it is in the way you view yourself and yeah. your body, whether it is in work uh, yeah. situations, I think it all goes back to this need to belong. 
Yeah. And Renee Brown talks about that all the time. So she's definitely like the go-to person for any. I love her. (laughs) Yeah. For that sort of um, perspective. Uh, But it's, but yeah, I think that's where it really is rooted down. And I think one part of self-compassion from that is that like being understanding of that. It's like, no, like the moments when like those insecurities come up, it is kind of like this insecurity is coming up because I care because I Mm -hmm. want this other person to like me okay, that's fine. That's good. You know, like it's, it's natural to care about that. And it's good to care about it, that. That means that I actually like yeah. care about, you know, yeah. versus if I was like, oh, I don't care. Like no one has to like me or like whatever like that, then naturally evolutionarily you'd be kind of an outcast. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's that sort of perspective of like, yeah, yeah. That's where it's kind of rooted. And that's kind of where it goes is that like, it's okay to, that I care about this. I think Um, it's important that we do care what other people think, but at the same time, caring more about what we think about ourselves and how we are being portrayed. Like it, like, I think it's just human nature. We're just going to naturally care what others think. We always want to fit in. I think, I think it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like that sense of belonging that you mentioned. Um, like that is something that's innate to us, but being able to grow to the point where, Yes, I can think about that, but not playing the comparison game and daring to be different, which is really difficult, right? And standing out and just being you, um, whatever that means. <laughs> like, um, but then, like, making sure that you're you're caring more about what you are presenting out into the world, and that I think that's a way of also like learning. You learn to love yourself when you can go against the grain a little bit. Absolutely. I love that. Cause that is definitely the next step from there is definitely being able to reason of like, okay, no, like even if I'm not being okay with not being liked is that next step of it's understandable that I want to be liked, but you know, but I'd love myself more. Um, so I definitely love what you just touched on there. It's so hard. Cause I, I always want to be liked <laughs> Yeah. so hard. Okay. What advice do you have for someone who's kind of struggling to be compassionate with themselves today? I know we kind of just talked about a way that they can be kinder to themselves, but like, what's like a, I guess some advice that you would give them either to encourage them, um, rather than like something that they can do. Like, what are some words of encouragement, I guess? Ooh, it's yeah. Cause I definitely, you know, I've been there and I know how difficult it is. I know when especially with this whole practice, even these words, self-compassion, self-love seem kind of far away or, or seem kind of like buzzwords. That's the other tricky thing here is that it's like, oh yeah, I, I treat myself fine, but really I'm, you know, you're thinking in your head every day. Oh, I look like crap. Oh, I'm, that was me. I always mean, I thought I loved myself before. And then it was like, no, (laughs) every single day you're beating yourself up. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. So I think so much of it is like, it's okay to be, I think it's like with self-compassion, it's that idea, idea of it's okay to be where you are right now. Even if you feel like you can't really, even if you tend to tell yourself that you look like crap or you're screwing up, even if you tend to, you know, are still in that spot in your life right now, it's being able to become aware of it. You know, if that's the first step, if you're down there, like it's definitely being able to start to notice like, okay, wait, why am I telling myself I look like crap? I would never tell like a friend of mine that I look like crap. Or about how you feel, you know, in situations where you're getting overwhelmed. I know one thing for me was that I would fight that. I'd be like, oh, I shouldn't feel overwhelmed. Oh, that means I'm being, you know, I can't handle this and I must be lazy. Or I made it internalized and made it mean so much thing, so many things about me. And really it's like, I think starting at that ground level of self-compassion is like, no, I can feel overwhelmed. That's understandable. It's okay. It doesn't mean anything about me, you know, or so I think that goes beyond in so many different elements like we said with friends or work 
um, just being like, okay, I feel this way, or I am this way right now. And that's okay. I'm going to grow, you know, from here, but at, for, for where I am right now, this is okay. I feel like that is okay. This came to mind is just like separating fact from feeling in a way of just like an event happens or something is going on in your life or you, well, you can feel a certain way and that's factual for you. Like that's your truth, but it doesn't like not equating that to something like a, like a, um, what's the word? A blame about yourself, not a blame, but like um, an accusation of yourself Um, and like being able to separate the fact that like, oh, I did. I missed this deadline and not making that say like I'm a failure. You know, I think that is so hard to do. But once you can kind of get there, like um, that's so powerful. And I think that 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 those words of encouragement that you're saying now just being able to start recognizing that start being more aware of like no this is what actually happened this is not saying this about you like you can always improve like you can always grow you can you're always a work in progress um and so i i I just love that 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 came to mind i was like okay i think that's what it is like we need to separate whatever's going on and making that a judgment about ourselves I love that you brought that up. Yeah, that's that could be like a whole other episode because I that's exactly like that's been such a big thing for me. It's like, yeah, just learning to not internalize or make things mean things about myself. Like I said, like you just mentioned, I love that example of you make a mistake or you miss a deadline and it's like, okay, that was one at, you know, one factor or one not factor, but one one action, one event. And yeah, like the, we tend to so quickly make it mean like, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm screwing up all this. And it's like, yeah, we separate ourselves where I think I did a previous podcast episode on the self set where I, where a therapist told me that if you have thoughts like on that end of, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm screwing up. Ask yourself, what if it's not true? Uh, Because it's the sort of thing where then you look for evidence. It's like, because yeah, right now your evidence of I'm screwed up. I'm a failure is because you missed that deadline. But really it's like, you ask yourself, what if that's not true? It's like either your mind will go to, okay, yeah, maybe I'm just this one instance. Does it mean I'm a failure? You know, and your brain will go to those other reasons or yeah, just in general, a reason of like, yeah, missing a deadline as in general does not mean failure. It just means, you know, there's plenty of other people that miss deadlines. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that also ties into the fact that we always compare um, and we like make up our own timelines and all the things. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. OK, well, the listeners of this podcast, I would like to assume are some pretty ambitious people. They want to go after like some big goals and dreams, but they feel like they're stepping in their own way a little bit sometimes um, on the journey to success. I know that they were going to definitely experience stress. It happens there. They maybe have some like negative self-talk and they may go through a season of burnout, all the things. How do they learn to be compassionate for themselves? If you have someone that is that high achiever, um, what are some ways that they can show compassion when they may not realize that they need it? Yeah. The, yeah. Those high, high achievers. Like I'm definitely in that spot too, where it's like, I want to be do well, especially in like work situation. If I have a project I'm working towards or a goal I'm working towards, it's like, I got to get there. And as we touched on earlier, that any type of, you know, any type of like misstep on that way feels like such a big failure, such a big mistake. And so I think the compassion to be compassionate yourself there, I think is trying to celebrate the little victories. I think it is trying to find that. And another thing we talked, yeah, like we touched on this earlier in this episode is just the idea of like, 
we won't notice our growth sometimes, especially if we're shooting way, way up there. Then of course that feels so far away and we're only noticing all the reasons we're not there yet. But so I think it does take a whole, like changing your perspective of like, okay, what are the, those little signs that I've grown? Like what is the, the moments in the last week where I've done something outside my comfort zone or that I put something on that I felt kind of, I, I think I looked pretty good in, you know, if you're, if you're making like changes to your body or like, yeah, there's so many different ways like that where completely change, like you, where you kind of have to make an active step to change your perspective from looking at all the, looking at all the negative as we naturally tend to do to like, okay, wait, no, there are signs, signs I am growing. I'm always growing. Let me just focus on those now. I love that. And that's something else that I love to like start to do is like the small wins. And sometimes you are, like you said, it's going to take an extra bit of work. It may like, it may cause you to sit down and like think a little bit harder, especially if you are someone who's hard on yourself, trying to find like, what is one win that I had this day, this week, whatever, like take the necessary time that it like to figure that out for yourself, because it's going to make a huge difference when once you do get to that goal or just to keep you on the track of wherever you're headed, right? I love that. Um, Okay, so we're going to be wrapping up soon. But one last question before we get into the final um, staple questions that I ask every guest. What is what are some personal things that you do to make sure that you're taking care of you um, and showing yourself some self-love and compassion? I think one of the most effective ways for me personally is journaling. I know that some people don't really can't really get into journaling. and That's totally fine. Um, but it's the sort of thing for me, like I get so many thoughts in my head, especially with insecurities or self-doubt. So it's coming up that I can just put it on paper. And that helps me in the best way to like, to be able to have it you know, outside my head and that I can flip it around, like where I can read what I wrote. If I am writing an honest sort of thing of, oh, I feel like crap or, oh, I'm screwing up that like, okay, what would my, I say to a friend who wrote, who wrote this, you know, and write like to her, um, that's been such a like, effective practice. And that's something that I try to do as often as I can, especially on those really hard days of like, like I I write an honest part and then I write a, okay, how would I respond to this if this was someone else? Um, And that's why I think it's so effective. And honestly, like if you were someone, someone listening doesn't like writing, like, cause I know a lot of people like that. I think it is. So I've been told that like, just talking into like a voice recording, a memo or something like that is definitely doable. Um, It's definitely effective, you know, or recording yourself and or some, some sort of way and just keeping it to yourself type of thing. Um, I just think it's, I think it's it, with this sort of, with any type of thing like this, it's so easy for it to get so stuck in our brains and it's so hard. It's so much easier if it's, we're able to work through it outside of our brain and that's, you know, with therapy and whatever those things are, but journaling is such a very simple practice to really use any day, every day, you know, margin on your, the side of your paper or in a nice notebook or anywhere. I love that. It's almost like your own like ask Laura column like in the newsletter. <laughs> like you're writing to yourself and like, okay, how am I gonna respond? What can I say? I love that. That's so cute. Okay, well, thank you so much, Laura, for taking time out of your day to be here, chat with me and my audience here on the official Hype Girl podcast. Um, last two questions that I have, and one of them is kind of um a little bit similar to what you just like touched on, but something that I want to ask every single person is what is one piece of advice? 
It could be advice or it could be a quote that you really like um, or something that will help lift someone up or encourage them um, on like a bad day or like when they are going through those dumps. Like what is something that you either like that you like to cling to in terms of like words of encouragement or um, a quote that you like? I think my favorite or one of my favorite quotes is a Brene Brown quote. I have it written right here. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You're imperfect and you're wired for struggle, but you are worthy of love and belonging. Oh, wow. Love that. Wow. Wired for struggle, worthy of love and belonging. Yeah. It's because it's exact that touches on all of this that, yeah, it's under, you are who you are and it's under, you're doing okay. And yeah, just every single day. I love that. That just literally wrapped everything that we talked about in a cute little bow. (laughs) I love it. Okay. And the last question I ask, because we have a playlist on Spotify, the official hype girl playlist, and it's really just a good fun time dance around to hype you up a little bit. What is your go-to song to get you hype or that you love to dance to right now? Ooh. Oh, so many. I know there's so many songs. (laughs) And I'm definitely a type person. Yeah. Like if I'm feeling anxious during the day, I go and like, I go and like go and dance it out. You know, thankfully working from home, I, I, I can do that. I was going to like, just add that in. Like we have not in, in an office trying to dance in the bathroom. Um, but yeah. Ooh, I, what comes to mind is like the old school, like Jonas brothers songs, like, like SOS. Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. That, that's the first one that came to mind that I think any, if I was in the worst mood that could like put a smile on my face and get me moving. That is such a jam. I love SOS. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again, Laura, for taking the time out. Um, This is like, I want you to be able to plug your social media, let people know where they can find you and listen to your podcast, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on the self-set podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I love having these just conversations like this, very like honest conversations of where we are right now and finding those psychology strategies to actually move forward. And I'm always on Instagram um, at the self set. I love going on Instagram stories and connecting with people on there. I love when people send me DMs, love just having like honest talk there. And yeah, that's, I'm just always available if anyone wants to, if any of this resonated with anyone. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you you so much for listening. If you like this episode, let me know by leaving a review or better yet, share it on your Instagram story and tag me so I can personally thank my new bestie. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and set up a date for next time. How does Monday sound? (laughs) Perfect. I'll see you then, girl. Bye.